Welcome back to the podcast that rocks weekly podcast talks about rock and metal news, current events, concerts, albums, everything going on in the weird world of music with me again is go Gretchen. Say hello, Gretchen. Hi. Well, that was nice. Yeah. Yeah. I know you didn't want me to do my dad jokes. So. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Also, there's a meme of um, someone like dying of like a heart attack and it's a dad that comes up and the person having a heart attack goes, I'm dying. And the dad goes, hi, I'm hi, dying. My name's that's Paul. That's something like that. <clears throat> it's like a dad joke at the worst time. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. There's, there's been news that's been breaking today. And one of them that's been breaking is Breaking Benjamin. See how that segue worked? It was terrible. Just like a dad joke. You know, actually, it wasn't. I, I appreciated it. Okay, well, someone liked it. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Breaking Benjamin dropped some decent-sized news today. And one of the first thing that's kind of interesting that's going to be going on is another tour with Korn, as Korn the head being the headliner, and Breaking Benjamin direct support for them. Hmm. See, I saw Korn and Breaking Benjamin back at the end of 2016. Oh, so they've already gone out together? They have gone off together before. So they're oh. friends. They've worked together, stuff like that. Oddly enough, that was with Motionless and White, too. So oh, it was a decent wow. little tour. It worked out pretty well. Um, this time, it's going to be Corn and Breaking Benjamin. I don't remember who else is on the tour. Bones. Bones. Okay, Bones UK. So that'll be a good one, too. They have quite a few songs on satellite radio. Um, that's a very <laughs> unique addition for Corn uh, and Breaking Benjamin, too. Bones. That's a... That's what I say. I can't say that... <laughs> I know anything. I've heard a few songs from Satellite. They're good. It's like uh, I don't even know how to begin to describe it. Um, I'll put I'll put some links on GetRock.net, like have them in the YouTube cards and the video description and stuff. I'll have to send them to YouTube because this is like another thing where like it's trying to describe Poppy, and oh. it just doesn't work. And like there's no other way to really describe it. So. Okay. All right. Well, at least giving me that kind of uh, comparison. Yeah, it's nothing close to Poppy either. It's just right, an example, just like, but like yeah. it's very hard to describe. Okay. So that being said, tour dates have been posted online. You can find it on Corn and Breaking Benjamin's Facebook, Twitter pages, things like that. But also with that news, Breaking Benjamin announced they're having an acoustic album called Aurora come out with many special guests, including Lacey Sturm, Scooter Ward of Cold, Adam Gontier of St. Asonia, former Three Days Grace, Michael Barnes of Red, and Spencer Chamberlain of Under Oath. That is a lot of names. Yeah, it is. And I'm excited for that. There's a lot of I have to admit, that going on there. Exactly. And see, looking at the um, set, not the set list, the track list, mm-hmm. I'm very hit and miss with Breaking Benjamin over the years. As time has gone on, I've waned greatly. Mm-hmm. And like, I remember like in, I might've been the first Rock Coliseum talking about it. I'm just barely a thumbs down, just slightly, but that kind of changes. Really? Like, it just kind of changes depending on my mood. But again, I just slightly, because sometimes I'm slightly up, sometimes I'm slightly down. It's just because there's so much Breaking Benjamin that Mm -hmm. sounds identical to each other. That's true. I mean, I didn't really like their most recent stuff. Like, I'm not a fan of... um... Ember? Yeah. Ember's their most recent album. I was about to say, the, the one that Octane overdid, was it Tourniquet? Yes. I wasn't a fan of that song. And another song before that too. Yeah. See yeah. the album before that, um, that had the song failure on it. I thought that one was okay. Yeah. I liked that one. That one had, that one had a lot on there that I liked. 
Yeah. Uh, so yeah. and like I have the album "You're Not Alone" mm-hmm. from back in the day. You know that has "So Cold" on it, and like "Sooner or Later" and many other songs. Right. That to me was like the standout for Breaking Benjamin, and they've mm-hmm. never been able to stand like capitalize past that. That being said, I am fully aware they have a diehard fan base. Oh yeah. St. Oh, Louis is like a huge mecca for Breaking Benjamin fans. I talked to you about this before too. Yeah. Like the recent, this big tour they had with Chevelle and Three Days Grace this year started in St. Louis and they wanted to start it here because if they knew how big the fan base was for Breaking Benjamin. That was pretty, that's pretty huge. It's yeah. And it's massive. But that was so, like their reasoning for starting there. It's not just yeah, like, all and- right, well, let's pick a city. Yeah, exactly. And uh, Burnley, Benjamin Burnley has said like St. Louis is the second home. Hmm. so and that's so that's high praise for that i mean i get they have a huge fan base i there's i don't really have a problem when people say they enjoy the band there's songs Mm -hmm. from breaking benjamin i enjoy it's just so much of it has the appeal of breaking benjamin has been diluted to to me greatly over time because so much of it sounds so identical to each other that's that's a fair way to put it I didn't right. really think of it that way until you said it. But that being said, I by no means hate Breaking Benjamin. Right. I just like them. I've seen them many times. I've shot them live this year. You've shot them live this year also. Mm-hmm. So you know what? It's totally fine. Don't think by any means like I'm crapping all over Breaking Benjamin. I'm definitely not. It's just I think it's interesting. This new acoustic album, Aurora, I am interested to hear what they have to do with some of those songs. Like uh, the one that I'm excited to hear is Dance with the Devil because that's my favorite is song it? of theirs. Okay. Um, yeah, because like they're doing a lot of it looks like they have a good variety from way mm-hmm. like in the mid 2000s all the way up till today. Right. Which is also huge, too. So it's good that like this time I'm hoping it'll feel like something different, even if it is just like their old songs new again with like just re-envisioned. That's mm-hmm. still something, though. Mm-hmm. And also there's the rumor breaking out with that as Lacey Sturm is going to be a guest on Breaking Benjamin's new album, Aurora. There keeps being rumors being spread about Breaking Benjamin and Lacey Sturm either forming a side project together, working as a new album, a band touring together, something along the lines of that. Well, and it also doesn't help that she's kind of egging it along too. Like if you look at any of her social media, Mm -hmm. she, she responds to people's comments about it with like, sly emojis Mm -hmm. that's kind of like a wink wink nudge nudge a little troublemaker (laughs) (laughs) she really is a nice she's so (laughs) nice when i interviewed her in 2016 she was the nicest woman Mm -hmm. like she was great like she was like i think she just had her that might have been her first solo album that came out at that time when she was promoting it at welcome to rockville that year it was great so she was really nice and i again that's something different for benjamin burnley you know oh yeah so I'm totally for that if that's the route they go. Are you planning on going to the tour? To for Corner Breaking Benjamin? Yeah. It's not coming near me, unfortunately. Yeah, it's n- I mean, it's not even in the state of Virginia for me. It's so. coming to Springfield, Missouri, but that's almost four that's a little over four hours away for me. Oh. And as I just saw corn at Aftershock and I've shot Breaking Benjamin and I have so many other things going on, I don't know if I can swing that. Fair. Yeah, if they were coming closer, like to Springfield, Illinois, which is like an hour and a half, that I could pull. Right. But f- over four hours, yeah, that's that's yeah, pushing it, mm. guys. Yeah. Not to say that's not worth a show. That's not a show worth going to because that totally is. If I had the opportunity to shoot that show and it was close, I would absolutely. Yeah. 
But I, I was about to say, yeah, I travel four or five hours for a show, but it really depends on the show. Yeah. Speaking of, what show did you get to shoot? Just to tell everyone that you just got to shoot this past weekend. I got to shoot Ghost and Nothing More in Hershey, Pennsylvania. Yeah, I am extremely jealous of that. It was First so of all, because I've never been to Hershey and I want candy. It was so fun. <laughs> yeah, so I do. I want to hear like just your breakdown of the show with Ghost. I haven't seen Nothing More in a while, and I, I'm a big Nothing More fan, and we both are big Ghost fans. So just the breakdown, like just give us some overall insights. It doesn't have to be in order, or just like some random thoughts you had of how it was for you shooting the Ghost, uh, the Ghost tour in Hershey. Um. Well, first of all, I really like that venue. It's the Giant Center in Hershey. It's where the Hershey Bears hockey team plays. Okay. Um. So I thought it was kind of funny. Um. A, a woman in the photo pit with me. She was like, "Do your feet feel cold at all?" And I was like, "Kind of." And she's like, "Yeah, it's because there's ice underneath everything. They just lay something out." And I'm like, "That explains a lot." Mm -hmm. Um. But it was. It was. It was just. It was a really good shoot um there weren't really many of us in the pit so it was nice to be able to walk around and not step on top of one another that's um, huge nothing more was a lot of fun um johnny was all over the place yeah um he he did start off with his shirt on which everyone was kind of surprised by um that how long did that last though not very exactly not very i think it, it almost made it through a song but he started with the shirt, so there's that. Um, and they were a lot of fun, very energetic, got everyone riled up, even made my mom fall in love with them. So that was pretty big. I'm going to um, be honest. Johnny Hawkins has probably done that to a lot of ladies. Well, I mean. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Their lighting's not the greatest, but see, I've the thing is, like you told me about that. I've seen like uh, nothing more's past tours, even as like late 2017 on Shiprock, things like that. They have their own lighting rigs too, and mm -hmm. I've seen them, and they're great. So I'm wondering if they changed them out for something new this year. I don't know, but it was a lot of reds. It was a lot of reds, though. It was really cool. I don't, I don't know if because I've only seen nothing more once before and it was at lunatic luau. So they didn't have like their full set or anything. Um, but they started off and Johnny was like high atop this ladder looking thing, like blowing a, an emergency siren. And that's how it started off. And that was pretty cool. Um, that sounds about right. That sounds like something he would do. And then he just like jumped from, from the tip top of it. Didn't even climb down. He jumped. I'm like, oh, okay, all right, we're gonna have an accident right here. Okay, so did he pull out the scorpion tail? The scorpion tail. Can't say I saw that. Was it a bit? It's like a big contraption that he stands up on and like that rises up and like sways with him. Oh yeah, well that's the thing. I didn't know that's what that was called. Yeah, it's like a big thing that like rises up that like stays there on the stage the entire time. Okay, so yeah, that, that yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, that's, that's what it's called. It's that's a homemade device by the band and like it oh. raises up. And he climbs up and pumps out steam. It like sways around yeah. and he's pull and he has levers that he pulls while he's singing the songs and things like that. Like kind of pit changes the pitch and the everything. Well, he was only on it for the very beginning of the first song. Really? Now, now I don't okay. know if he got on it afterwards because after the uh, three songs we left. I, I would want to see pictures then because I, I've never seen him get on the scorpion tail. The first song it's usually like near the end. 
Well, he was on something and it was swinging back and forth and I was very okay. concerned for his safety. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> I haven't seen your pictures yet. So maybe that was it. Yeah. I haven't seen him either. Um, just kidding. Um, but yeah, nothing more was a lot of fun and pretty much everyone was already there for even, you know, them being the opening band. They, I mean, they're a bigger name, but you know how sometimes with opening bands, people are still, you know, piling in um but it felt like a very full room mm -hmm. um and yeah then, those by the way like those minor league hockey arenas like actually when yeah. i saw corn and breaking benjamin just talking about that that was in like the minor league um afl arena oh okay or not minor league but the afl arena in jacksonville so like those like smaller arenas those are great for concerts oh my god it was amazing yeah. and it it was I don't know. I'm I'm very much about like ventilation and making sure that there's airflow because I've been in some arenas similar to that where there is none and it's very stuffy and you have a hard time breathing. So it was just like the perfect venue. Mm -hmm. But but then Ghost was absolutely perfect. I mean, you want to talk about perfect light and perfect set, perfect everything. Ghost had it. <laughs> What were some of the highlights for you for uh, Ghost that you saw? Like just some of the standout moments for you? Um, oh gosh. I mean, some standout moments for me. Well, I mean, there were like several, whether I was in the photo pit or the three songs had finished. But like for me, my, my proud moment was knowing where to stand during the first song to get a really good shot of one of the ghouls. Um, and no one else was able to get it because they were on the complete opposite side of the stage um, from where I was. So that was kind of cool that I had done my research and knew where to go. But, uh, but I mean, I don't, there were, there was so, just so many moments for that show that gotcha. were just amazing. Were there any specific songs they played that really stood out in your mind? Like how good they sounded? Um, well, Rats. Rats is always, and that's like their opening song. And Tobias had said in an interview before, I thought that was kind of interesting that Rats was meant to be an opening song for concerts, especially larger arenas. Mm -hmm. um, like that was its intended purpose um, in okay. a set. Um, Mummy Dust was really good. Okay, that's a good one. Yeah, Mummy Dust was so good. It was so heavy that you, you know, had their confetti cannons and shot out Papa Money. And it was it was a lot of fun. They're very engaging. Um, what else stood out? They did play their two new songs. Um, Kiss the Go-Goat and Mariana Cross. Yes, they played both of those. Those sounded pretty good live. Um, Kiss the Go-Goat was a little bit more memorable. Okay. Um, I don't quite remember. Mariana Cross, um, if I'm being honest. Okay. Um, so like the reason I asked you like to talk about this a little bit, because like for all of you aspiring photographers and concert photographers, there's always going to be little tips and tricks that'll help you in certain situations. Sometimes you'll be playing the crappiest bar and grill, shooting a band that probably is way too big to be playing there. And sometimes <laughs> you'll be playing at a nice arena like that. Mm -hmm. but regardless of what you do actually look into who you're shooting do some research like try to figure out oh okay the band perform like has these stations that they stand on or like or pose at 
when they're playing on stage, the bassist is usually on the left, the guitarist is on the right, the singer usually goes this way when he plays this song. Things like that mm -hmm. will save you. So Oh yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. And and YouTube is gonna be your biggest ally there because people will come in with their phones and record little snippets. So even if you don't get a full song, you're like, all right, at least I know their movements. Mm -hmm. Um and can and can see, all right, so this one's not really stationary. So he's all over the place. I'm gonna need to follow him. Whereas such and such is a little bit more stationary, so I can at least come back to them. Right. Um, so for like ghosts, you know, everyone in the back, so you've got your drums, you've got your keyboard, obviously they're stationary. So you can be at any angle and really get them. Things yeah. like that. And then so, also yeah. like videos are really good because you can also find out times when a spotlight is on one member and one member alone. So you're not suddenly pointing at a person on the stage and all of a sudden the light just goes completely dark. You're prepared for it. Okay. Well, I'm glad Ghost was a lot of fun. I had the pictures are posted on GetRocked.net. They look really good. I know you're getting compliments from like Ghost fan pages and stuff too, which is awesome. So other than that, and so we're going to shift gears because I know, let's not shift gears yet. You also have another concert coming up this upcoming weekend. And who is that? That is a day to remember. I prevail bare tooth. Right. And you didn't really get to see those bands that much at Aftershock, unfortunately. So right. if you've ever seen a day to remember, I think a lot of people can attest. It's nothing but hijinks and energy and they actually make it fun confetti mm -hmm. the giant hamster balls spider-man shooting out oh. t-shirts and a t-shirt cannon everything you can imagine and pyro and light shows they try to make it as engaging as possible okay and that's going to be another arena one i don't think it's going to be as big as right. the giant center but it's at I a mean, college arena right yeah it's at george mason university so it's going to be a bigger arena yeah. I, don't, I don't know what events they actually hold there typically but um, so it's going to be a large arena. So I'm looking forward to that. Nice. That's awesome. So going with that, I'm looking forward to seeing how you do with that with the day to remember. Uh, we've talked about seeing Beartooth before. I prevail for what it's worth. They're fun. They're fine live. They sound good. Um, I'm, it'll be curious to see where they go from here because they're still promoting their new album, Trauma. Mm -hmm. um, so switching gears for new albums now. It was announced today at the time we're recording this on Monday. Ozzy Osbourne said they're going to have a new al he's going to have a new album in 2020. Woo. That Woo, is that is impressive considering like all the pushbacks he's had to do for his touring and things like that. I think it was after he did that song with Post Malone. Mm -hmm. Maybe he had other things in the like other irons in the fire and he's ready to actually give something new. Right. So have you ever seen Ozzy Osbourne live? I have not. Okay, I've seen him twice. Aftershock 2017, Chicago Open Air 2017. Gotcha. So it's been two years for me now since I've seen him last. I can't stress this enough. At Chicago Open Air 2017, he still had more than enough energy. He was getting the crowd riled up. He had everyone going. And Zach Wilde was with him playing guitar. It was amazing. It was the perfect end to a three-day festival. And he had everyone going. Hmm. Who was he, he supposed to be on tour with this past year that got canceled? Megadeth. Okay, because I think my brother had tickets. Yeah. To that. And show. Megadeth. Yeah, and we'll get to that in a second. But so, Ozzy, um, I don't. I know they said they're going to start making announcements about like 
honoring dates and things like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm don't know what to expect for the new album. I don't expect another Bark at the Moon. However, I want to hear what he has to like has to give now in 2020. Because right. I think they they hinted at January. I don't know if that's where it's actually going to be. Mm-hmm. But still, that's promising to hear that Ozzy Osbourne has new music coming out. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So I'm excited for that. And speaking of new albums in January 2020, Poppy has her new album coming out in 2020. Indeed. Yes. And she has more new music. She released a new song a little over a week ago. It's exactly on par with the wild stuff she's already released. Mm-hmm. So that'll be exciting. And the reason I wanted to bring this up with Poppy because we just had our photography discussion. Poppy is one of the artists who demands photographers sign a very strict photo release if you want to shoot her. I didn't know that. I mean, I I guess I probably should have figured that. Yeah. See, like we didn't get to see her at Aftershot because the the wildfires in Southern California prevented her from making it up to Northern California, we found. Right. The thing is, though, with festivals, it's a little bit different shooting at festivals as it is with her regular concerts. At her regular concerts, her photo release is extremely strict. It pretty much boils down to, say, I am shooting Poppy at a show on the tour with uh, Bring Me the Horizon, whoever it mm-hmm. might be. Yeah. And, okay, I have my 20 photos that I have edited and with my watermark on it and I'm ready to post. I first have to send those to Poppy's management, who has to approve each photo one by one, and they can remove any photo they want before I post them. Mm-hmm. They then send those back to me. And then after I send those back, I have to send the photos unwatermarked to Poppy's management so they can use those photos for whatever they want. Mm. Meaning merchandise, social media promotion, album images, posters, whatever. They do not have to give me any credit in like the work they do. They get to make all the money they want. I never get it to any royalties. And I am only allowed to shoot and I am only allowed to post those images I took of Poppy with a water bar once. Uh, oh. That for everyone that's aware that's aware that's listening that's not really into concert photography, that is a vicious concert photography release that is brutal it's like i've signed releases before where i've like given some wiggle rooms like listen i don't care if you use my photos i just want to be able to use my own as well right so if you're going to use my photos for whatever you're doing that's fine just give me credit and let me use my photos for whatever i want well that was always my hard line yeah and even i get the the ones that are like hey we want to the images First, you know, before you post them, you know, we just want to see what they look like. Yeah. And I'm fine with that too. Soundgarden was big on that. Yeah. And so, so I, I, I get that, but the whole send us it without the watermark so we can do with it as we please. That's what bothers me. That's asinine. Not only can they do what they please with them, they do not have to give you credit for it. Yeah. And if they use it for merch or something like that, oh, heck no. Mm -hmm. That's. And I don't know if that's on Poppy herself or if that's on her label. Because I've heard that go both ways. I've heard many times, like, um, I I know Papa Roach has a big release now. And it's not so much with Papa Roach's choice. That's more the label they're signed with. Right. Well, they're, they're, yeah. But at least their stuff isn't. This time, I don't know, though. Yeah. So, because, like, it's different for every band. It's different for every label that, 
the band belongs to. It's different for every tour. Like Tool right. has a release and stuff like that too. Yeah. It just it all boils down to that. However, this I was blown away with how severe the limitations and how much you have to give up in order to shoot Poppy. And I mean, Gretchen, are you bummed right now because you wanted to see Poppy and shoot her? Well, I'm just a little floored by it because Mm -hmm. no offense to Poppy or anything, but she ain't that big. I feel like to Uh, have those kind of stuff. I mean, she's big. She's big and her album's coming out. So she has grounds to become huge. But I would say like if Tools release said that, I would have a better time wrapping my head around it. If that that makes sense. sense. Yeah, I get what you're saying there. Like, if it's a, like Foo Fighters, if Foo Fighters have that strict of something, like of a yeah. release. They've been I around for years. It. They're huge. Yeah. Like, everyone knows who they are. Yeah. I I would get that for a a bigger and more widespread that, name. I'd be like, okay, I get it. And they're probably yeah. not going to use my images to sell stuff anyway because they're Metallica. But I at least get it because it's Metallica. Yeah, but like for Poppy, I mean, yeah, she's getting bigger and her name is becoming more well-known. Right. But at the same time, she's still... She's not... Yeah. yeah, she's not Joan Jett. No. So I feel like until you get to a certain level, you you can't make certain stipulations. Or it's un- yeah, I mean, I was joking around and said, are you bummed out now? I'm bummed out too. I'm hoping that she'll be doing festivals in the spring, like Rockville, yeah. Sonic Temple, whatever. And like, so that way the release won't be involved with that. So does the release like kind of get nixed? Sometimes. It oh. depends on the artist and the band. Because mm-hmm. Stone Temple Pilots is another one that has like a separate photo release where you have to have all the images approved by the label before you can post them. They don't have a strict of a, oh, you can't, we can use these for whatever you want. You don't own your photos anymore, but they have to approve each photo. So some bands are like that. I have a feeling Poppy might be like that, but I'm not sure. Yeah. And I mean, again, I get that one at least. Right. Um, But. Yeah. Like baby metal had their own release. Like, yeah. Like we didn't, we didn't get that. Like we didn't see that. That was the only band I wasn't approved for. Oddly enough, at AfterShock, which is odd because I'm supposed to say that still kind of blows my mind. But I, I, I Tool, absolutely Slipknot, Baby. you got it. Baby, Baby metal, metal, who are you? Come on, photographer, get out of here. Like, <laughs> right. Yeah. So, and that's not how they really reacted. They probably just didn't no. know who I was. And I've been explained that before too, just because sometimes like labels and PR people might not know who each photographer and outlet are. And it's just right. honest, like don't know. And that's totally fine. So it happens, but yeah, I, it sucks, but that's just how it is. I'm still very excited to hear what Poppy has for 2020. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. I'll be reviewing that album for sure. And Ozzy Osbourne, I'm going to check out also. Mm-hmm. Probably going to try to review that too, even though, Man, I don't know what to expect from both of them. <laughs> so that'll be a wild January, but it'll be good. And also, now we've been looking into the future. Now we're going to go back into the past. It was 19 years ago this week, this pa- uh, a couple of days ago, that Hybrid Theory was released. Oh, wow. 19 years ago in the year 2000. I was 10. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
was 10. Wow. It's been that long since we got first, like we first like got blasted with one step closer and it started flooding the radio and everything changed. Man. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize it was that old. Yep. Hmm. Because they got, Lincoln Park got that big that quickly. Yeah. And rightfully so. Hmm. And so it is weird to think now it's been 19 years and that next year will be the 20th anniversary. Holy crud. Yeah. I'm still trying to wrap my brain around that. Right. So it's weird to think like one of the best selling albums in American history is like that we grew up with. I mean, I was the kid, right. like I've said this before in past videos, I was the kid with the hybrid theory Linkin Park poster in my bedroom. Mm-hmm. So it's very unique to think about it that way. It's been 19 years since then. Wow. Yeah. Since we first got paper cut and crawling and in the end and everything else. Dang. <laughs> now I feel old. Hey, I'm older than you. So just eh, be, careful what you years. be careful how you say that. So. It's, yeah, I don't know what the future holds for the remaining members of Lincoln Park. There keeps being debates on if they will continue, if they'll try to or not. I, that's up to them. Mm. I love Lincoln Park, even though I've been critical of their later works. At the same time, that doesn't stop that I still love them. Yeah. So there's been some things to talk about. I mean, there's going to keep being more events that happen throughout the remainder of 2019. And it'll be interesting when we start compiling lists, like when I start having to go through my favorite albums of the year, my least favorite albums of the year, there's been a lot that's happened. And like, just not even looking back at the past, I just wanted to bring up that little tidbit about hybrid theory. Also looking in the future, there's already works for stuff in the works for 2020, new music from big names, new touring from Metallica, stuff like that. 2019 was a great year for rock and metal. Yeah, it was. For many different elements from like concerts, tours, albums, just from lesser known names and to the big names. I mean, Tool, Slipknot coming out with killer albums that both went to number one on Billboard's 200. Right. I don't even remember. I cannot remember. The last, if it's ever happened, that the last time uh, two metal albums reached number one in the same like month, two month span. Yeah, that really is a big deal. Yeah, and also Tool beat out Taylor Swift, which is still such a monumental thing that I can't believe it happened. Well, I'm pretty sure T Swift fans are still. I know. I, I shouldn't say that. Taylor. I actually did expect it to happen. I just didn't expect it because I wasn't aware that Taylor Swift's album Lover was coming out, and the following week was Tool. Right. I, we talked about this before, like a month ago. I mean, Taylor Swift had a campaign with advertising. Amazon, Target, all the advertising she had on TV, YouTube, everything you'd imagine. Meanwhile, Tool just said, okay, August. <laughs> and that's it. It's actually coming, we promise. It yep, kinda... no, we have it done now, guys. August. <laughs> Hope you're ready. So, I mean, that's there's something to be said for that, you know. I'm very, very fortunate that I got to see Tool three times this year. Yeah, that's huge. Yep. Dang. I got to shoot Tool three times this year. I have a couple pictures hanging up in my house right now. Mm -hmm. 
And I haven't even looked like I have, I got good stuff uh, from Aftershock too. I haven't done like my Aftershock and Louder Than Life prints yet. I'm waiting until Black Friday. But I'm very fortunate that I got to see Tool three times this year. I'm very fortunate I got to see Slipknot three times this year. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. And there's been a lot of good stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's not over yet. There's still November and December. And I know there's still tours going around all over the place. You're going to see a day to remember. I'm hoping to see Heidi Suspect in December. Mm-hmm. who I'm a big fan of. Their album comes out Friday. I'm still hoping to get a hold of that early so I can do a proper album review for it on Friday. The new song, Canals, which was dropped at the end of last week, was fantastic. Mm-hmm. So I definitely recommend people check that out. Yeah, they're apparently coming to Virginia in April. In April, yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. I would Again, I would not be surprised if they do the festival tour because they've been on Rockville and Sonic Temp- and Rock of the Range and stuff like that before. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping that I'm truly hoping to see them at Rockville this year, either Rockville or Sonic Temple, one or the other. They're also touring with a band called Sloth Rust, which is a female led three piece from Boston who I saw at Aftershock 2018. And like, I've loved their sound ever since. I was going to say, I've heard the name, but I can't say that I. Yeah. Like, I'm going to, I'm going to post a couple links. Um, they have a, the best way to describe them, they are past the. They came in at the wrong time. If Slothrust would have been a thing in the mid-90s, they would have been enormous. Hmm. Female-led three-piece band. And the songs, there's a bit of variety in their sound. It's a gritty grunge-esque, not full grunge, but there's a grunge tinge to it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, So, and it's just such a great vibe to it. You know, It's a little bit lower in tone. Uh, Leah, who's the lead singer, she has a great, unique voice to her, too. Um, she plays guitar also in the group. The everything just sounds so unique, and that's why it's such a perfect fit to go with Highly Suspect. Gotcha. Because Highly Suspect, I'm saying this in the album review for like some of the parts that I have written so far, just like the little quick introduction. Highly Suspect, who's been around since 2015, since their debut, all the Grammy nominations they've had for the first two albums, and now their third's coming out. They are a band who has not catered to trends. They have done exactly what they wanted to do, and they do not care. And I love that. I was going to say, good for them, though. Exactly. They have proven it's possible. Mm-hmm. Three guys from New York, four guys now, but like a band from New York City who has proven they can just do whatever they want, make any type of music they want. Their own sound. They don't have to customer tailor it to fads. How 2018 was the year of the beat boop with electronic mixing and backtracks mm-hmm. and just really as Crash Thompson, the rock critic, would say, have their music devoured by the Imagine Dragon. Oh. Make everything sound like Imagine Dragons. The Highly Suspect is the antithesis of that. And that's what I like about them. So, other than that, is there any new music you're looking forward to? Oh, gosh. Uh, I don't, I just don't know what's coming out. Like, you've mentioned stuff already but i, I probably know. mentioned i know we were both looking forward to poppy another big one and we'll end it with like just with this one a day to remembers new one comes out in november right and the song degenerates is already out there they're now signed with fueled by ramen which is also the same label as 21 pilots degenerates i've warmed up to a little even though i don't mm-hmm. love it yeah Does i was about make- to say because like I, I hadn't heard of them before this year so like i missed out on that whole like their past stuff. And so I know some people um, were saying like this new 
song didn't sound like their old it doesn't it doesn't stuff. even like even like their most previous album it doesn't sound right. like that like bad vibrations i mean they have a loud it had a loud in your face style of music with you know, whether it was the hardcore side the punk side metal not so much metalcore really that much but still there was so much volume and intensity mm-hmm. and degenerates is a sing-along that's the best way to describe that track Sing along. It is a sing along. You sing along with it. My friends are DJ, you know? So so the music video, it'll have like the lyrics at the bottom with the bouncing. Yes, with ball. Jeremy McKinnon's bouncing head on each word. <laughs> that is correct. That's what I think of when I think of a sing along. Oh yeah. We grew up in the same time frame. All those Saturday morning cartoons with the bouncing head on them. Yep. <laughs> Did that really help anyone? Like really? I mean, to keep in tune, yeah. I, oh. Uh, uh, so you didn't sing too fast or you weren't I, singing too slow. I guess. I don't know if kids really got that. Well, probably not, but. Yeah. It's a nice visual, I guess. It's a nice visual and it keeps them entertained. That's true. It does keep them entertained. Just visual stimulation so the parents don't actually have to watch over you. Just have TV as the babysitter. Exactly. Yep. We are 90s kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> TV and video games were our babysitters. That's it. One Saturday morning. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I had WB Saturday. Oh, Fox, uh, Fox Saturday morning too, because they had X Men. Ah. X Men was my big one. Sonic the Hedgehog was mine. Yeah, that was a good one too. The good one. There was two Sonic the Hedgehog cartoons. The second one, the one well, you're talking about, was great. Yeah. <laughs> the one before it was really, really bad. Yeah, and then everything that's come after the good one. Well, this is a whole other video games, the movie, you know. Apparently that movie's coming out too now. They pretty much like have all the advertising posted again with like the new Sonic CGI. Oh. So it looks like Sonic. It looks more like the actual Sonic I recognize. I Mm. don't know if that'll save the movie. Uh. And this is coming. And you're a bigger Sonic fan than I am by far. Oh, I love I Sonic. Had, yeah, and I had Sega Genesis. I had so- all the first three Sonics. I loved them. I still have them, too, because I have a little Retron that can play those games on the cartridges. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm also a big Jim Carrey fan. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this movie is going to do anything for me. I mean, I'll still go see it, but... I'll see it with you. I'm just saying I don't know what to expect. Maybe we'll be. I'll be pleasantly surprised. That's happened before. Maybe I'll get drunk before I go see it, and then I'll Crunch make it don't better. Don't go see, don't go see <laughs> Sonic drunk. They're going to put in like a first-person view, and you're going to throw up. I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> gotta go fast. Th- <laughs> gotta go fast to the bathroom. And then you're going to throw up on me. Yeah, specifically on you. I'm going to just aim right for you. Yeah, see, this is why I don't want to go to you if you're going to get drunk before we go to a movie. But I feel like it would make it so much better. Not for me. <laughs> That being said, I think well that this is a good stopping point before we start talking about drunk Sonic lore and the weird Sonic fan base. And you know, there's a weird Sonic fan base. Oh, indeed. Yeah. So, I, yeah, let's keep this innocent enough. Uh, Go ahead. No, I was just saying. The... Yeah, exactly. I don't want to touch that with a ten foot pole. For yeah. all of you that are listening, if you're one of the weird Sonic fan fiction and 
one of the pervy Sonic fans who has their own lore oh. about the Sonic characters, save it. I don't want to hear it. Oh. Yikes. That being said, um, I'm actually meeting up with Gretchen this weekend. We're going to film a video on her channel. So that'll be something to watch too. Hopefully we'll get that out um, the following week sometime whenever she gets a chance to edit it. If it actually turns out okay and I don't look terrible in it. I'm sure you won't. <laughs> I don't know. The idea you have for the video pretty bad. Meh. So other than that, please stay tuned. Um, tell your friends to subscribe to the YouTube channel. I'm still trying to get this like the numbers up for that so I can get the, the podcast on YouTube monetized. But it's also on Spotify, Spreaker, Stitcher, Apple, iTunes, Google, everything about that. Um, this week I have 10 horror music videos in rock. So it'll be just in time for Halloween. Please keep, please check that out on YouTube, on The Rocks. I'll put a link for it also once it's posted. You can also hopefully see my review of Highly Suspect's new album, MCID. And that's all the stuff I have coming up that I know for sure. Uh, Gretchen, uh, if you want to just give a quick plug for your channel and if anything you have coming up soon. Um, just have a lot of Pearson videos because that's what I'm known for. It's not a bad thing to be known for. No. Um, I've been asked a lot about my newest Pearson, so that video is coming out this week, all about my Medusa Pearson. So Okay, gotcha. How is that healing, by the way? Pretty good. Um, it's probably been my one of my easiest to heal. Septum was definitely my easiest. Okay, um, good. But this one is is right up there. Good. That's hey, that's awesome. Yeah. So um, finally, one thing I do want to point out next week, uh this next Wednesday. On November 6th, 8 p.m. Eastern, Rock Coliseum. Woo! So that'll be a big live stream. It's always a lot of fun. It's always a lot of shenanigans. And we all, John, Mark, Crash, and myself love doing it. If you're hearing this, please set a reminder. It'll be next Wednesday, the 6th of November, 8 p.m. Eastern. We want to have as many people tune in as we can. Get your suggestions in for us to talk about bands. We love it. We love doing it. We want to see as many people as you can there. Um, I can't stress enough, like this is one of our favorite things to do. And now, because I had so many computer problems, I had to get new computer parts. I have a brand new computer and everything should be running smooth. And if it doesn't, I am going to lose it because I had to throw down a lot of extra money to get my computer fixed and parts replaced. So this should be, in theory, the most seamless rock coliseum ever. Woo! <laughs> So thank you guys again for tuning in. Let us know if there's any topics you want us to cover on the next uh, the podcast that rocked. If there's other music you want to check out, let us know. Again, please tell your friends. There's a lot of stuff coming up soon. Gretchen, anything you want to add before we sign off? How about an inspirational quote? Go for it. Life is short. Smile while you still have teeth. That's yeah. That's awful. <laughs> that is not. It's funny. It's, uh. <laughs>